0: DeWitt Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment. No illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become sold on this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm DeWitt Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen of your constitutional rights, to provide educational and occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. As I continue this series highlighting my Harlan Community College students, I must say I am pleasantly surprised by my students' commitment to understanding the law, the criminal justice system, social justice, and their ability to articulate their views in such a scholarly manner, giving emerging adults a voice. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I introduce to some and present to others another of my wonderful young people, the calculated and decisive Miss Inger Scarlin. Hello, Inger. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. We're going to get into segment one, but before we do, this is an opportunity for me to check in with you to see how things are going and to ask you about how class is going so far. So how are things going with the online class?
1: I feel like it's going really well. I enjoyed the class really much. All right. One of the things that
0: instructors really like is and want to make sure is that we have an online presence, meaning that. We want to feel like you have easy access to us. And so how do you feel about that?
1: I feel like if I need to get a hold of you, I can. And I haven't had have to do that yet. That's, and that's a good thing, I believe. Okay. Um, when I deliver my homework, you get back to me really fast. So that's appreciating.
0: Okay, so no difficulty in terms of navigating the course, understanding What you're actually supposed to do and when homework is due, when your tests are going to take place?
1: Not at all. It's actually really easy to do it.
0: Awesome. Music to my ears. All right. This is the end of the eighth week, and you've had six homework assignments and two tests, and you have done a marvelous job. Segment one. Segment one is for the educational and occupational guidance of high school and college students. We accomplish this by having our guests introduce themselves. So if you would tell our audience where you were born and raised, what high school you attended, your planned major, why you enrolled in the course and give us one career go.
1: Well, I was born and raised in Norway. So
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, Um, and that makes sense that I went to high school in Norway, too. I plan to major in criminal justice, so that's why I'm in the class, because this is an introduction to the course. So this was kind of like a smooth, easy way to go for me. I would actually love to be in the FBI one day, but that's far, far ahead.
0: Okay, all right. It begs the question, being from Norway, oh my goodness, I have a native Norwegian on my podcast and in my class. This is awesome. But you got to explain to me, how is it that you end up attending Heartland Community College and living in a completely different country?
1: So my mom met this girl through 4-H back <laughs> in 1994. And they stayed connected and we visited them in the U.S. in 2017, I connected really well with their daughter and she's as old as I am. And she goes to Heartland. Uh She's done with her associate now. And we just kind of connected. And then she told me approximately a year ago, like, how fun would it be if you came to study with me here in the U.S.? And then I applied and that's how I'm here.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Amazing. All yeah. those good feeling acronyms that I could actually use. And so normally, Inger, I would ask or have been asking the students about their transition from high school to college. But I want to ask, how has the transition been for you coming from Norway to normal Illinois, United States of America?
1: It has actually been (laughs) really well. Really easy for me because I have, have had is all this support from kind of like what I call my American family. And the staff at Heartland has really helped me a lot.
0: Because I've always been interested in possibly studying abroad, and you, yeah. are, you are actually doing it. I am. That is amazing. All right. Awesome, Inger. I still, though, I still want to ask you, though, in terms of making that transition from high school to college, is there one piece of advice uh, you would like to tell high schoolers that are high school seniors uh, in preparation for their transition into college?
1: How it was for me was in when you're still in high school, the teachers are really there. They're like, do your homework. You have to do this. Remember the test. And I feel like in college, you're more on your own. You have to like manage your time. You have to remember stuff yourself, write it down, set reminders. That's what I do. Set reminders, put it in my calendar. This have to be done before this. And you're kind of on your own because you're growing up.
0: Awesome. Time management. Sounds like you are well skilled at time management. Excellent, Inger. All right. Segment two constitutional rights. The theme of our course textbook is individual rights versus public safety. We sometimes are required to give up our individual rights for the safety of the American people. It's interesting that you being from Norway have what I believe is a monarchy and a democratic parliament. We do. That is that is awesome that you're actually learning about a whole different type of system as well. We sometimes are required to give up our individual rights for the safety of the American people, i.e., 9 11 and the insurrection, where the courts are ordering insurrectionists to turn over their emails and phone records. We all have individual rights that the system must respect, even you, Inger, now yeah. that you are in America. That said, what is your favorite constitutional right?
1: I like to seek the Sixth Amendment. I do.
0: Okay. Anything in particular about the Sixth Amendment that you like?
1: I really like it. It applies to everybody. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter who you are. If you are high up and has a ton of money or you're nobody, you get the same rights.
0: Exactly. One of the main things about the Sixth Amendment is that if you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided for you. Yes. And so in that sense, it does not like you say, it does not matter how much money you make. You may make sick figures or be at the poverty level and you still are entitled to representation. Awesome. OK, yeah. so before we move on to segment three this week, your assignment is chapter eight courtroom participants and the trial. You've learned about plea bargaining, players in the criminal trial. Barker versus Wingo, Taylor versus Louisiana, the role of the prosecutor, public defender, grand jury, the judge and more. Gideon versus Wainwright promises an attorney like we just was talking about. Eighty percent of all defendants are indigent and qualify for public defender services. Fagan, who is our author of the text, asked the question, is the system failing because states are underfunded? Some public defenders are as high as 600 cases. And so public defenders, according to the latest research, can devote only an average of 12 minutes to a case. In some states, defendants are on a waiting list. In an unusual move, South Dakota is charging indigent. Clients ninety two dollars an hour in two thousand sixteen about thirty thousand defendants owed more than sixteen million dollars. My question to you, and I just want to get your opinion on this: Should the federal government, that being the United States federal government, should they provide funds to the different states and counties? Like this is McLean County in the state of Illinois. Do you think it would be a good thing for the federal government to provide funds to the counties and states for the public defender system so that indigent clients can be represented? What do you think?
1: I think it should be free because that's what the amendment says. They should get funds so it's still free.
0: All right. Very good. To add to the public defender shortage problem, each year there's about 38,000 law students. In other words, there's about close to 40,000 students who enter law school with the average debt being about 127,000 for those who attend private institutions and 88,000 for those who attend public school with only enough attorney jobs for half the number of graduating students. As a resolution to this problem, should student loans be capped? In other words, individuals get student loans in order to pay for law school. Or should the cost be reduced to attend law school? What do you think?
1: Mm, I think I should get student loans.
0: Okay. And so with the cost being as high as $127,000, that is quite high. That is quite a bill. I don't know. What is the monetary entity in Norway? We have the dollar bill. What is it in Norway?
1: We have Norwegian crowns.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I would just been educated. Norwegian crowns. I have to see one of those sometime. I have to have you since we'll become friends on Facebook. I'll have to have I'll show you, you. Awesome. All right. Love the fact that I'm able to learn right along with my students. All right. Very good. So what you're saying is is that you believe that the cost to become a lawyer should be lowered so that lawyers or students can actually go to school and it won't cost as much and perhaps more students will go. And so then that might help resolve the problem with public defender services. Because if you if you don't have enough students or enough jobs to go around to the students, then people are not going to go to law school. Would you agree? I would. Very good. Segment three, being a voice for change as an emerging adult being educated now in a predominantly white America. What say you, Miss Inger Garland? about white supremacy and Black Lives Matter.
1: There's definitely white supremacy still here. And I just think it's really stupid. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, I'm being really blunt, but it's true. Like, it's just skin color. It doesn't matter. We're Uh, in 2022. I was about to say 2021, but we're in 2022. Then we have all these other problems. Look at Ukraine, look at Russia. Skin color does not matter at all. Not anymore. And yes, Black Lives Matter, but all lives matter. That's my take on it.
0: Awesome, Inger. All right. Very good. I asked all my guests, what would you like to see the Biden administration accomplish? Realizing that you are originally from Norway and you are now being educated in the United States. Maybe the way to phrase this question is, what would be with an understanding of some of the things that are going on in the united states what would be a good thing for the current president of the united states president biden to accomplish
1: just get unity that's what i've seen a lot of here what from when i came over was like it's so split up yes it's a it's a it's a big 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 country yes i get that it's not like my tiny norway back home with 5.5 million people uh but you're really split up. Yes. I would like to see some unity.
0: Yes, and and a lot of uh, the students have been saying that and a lot of people that I've talked to have stated that that's at the top of their wish list as well to see President Biden bring the country together. Excellent. All right, voter suppression. The war taking place as you mentioned in Ukraine, you being from Norway, where there is, as I mentioned, a monarchy and democratic parliament, this being a democratic country, I'm particularly interested in your answer to this question. Yeah. How important are voting rights?
1: Super important. I always say that if you can't, if you don't use your vote, you can't complain how it turns out.
0: Excellent. Because what people don't realize is that you really are expendable. If you don't vote, then you really don't have, You can't really say nothing. You can't. And is there a correlation between voting and the criminal justice system? By that, I mean, is there a relationship, you think, between actually casting your vote and the criminal justice system becoming a better system? What do you think?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Any thoughts about free community college?
1: Me as an international student, get international (laughs) fees, which is really expensive. Are you
0: saying that it is costing you a a little bit of money, Inger? It is. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Very good. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Heartland Community College student, Miss Inger Scarlett, all the way from Norway, at the front end of her college career. Important constitutional rights and an emerging adult voice on how to make America a great country until next time keep living your best life god bless and god speed